whether you're emotional, amen, shed a tear, shout, run the aisle, ever how you do it, ever how you choose to do it, amen, you just have to do it, hallelujah, amen. Christmas spirit is just a wonderful spirit, and I hope that, of course, they tell me that not only is there a lot of joy this time of year and a lot of in our giving and our receiving, but a lot of depression, a lot of people who really don't have what they need and what they want, and and so you just have a conglomeration, a mixture of everything, and that's why we have to just keep coming to church, keep praying, keep believing, keep trusting God, amen, and keep celebrating things like his birth, amen. I just have a scripture for you. Kind of odd for me to do this. I like to, I'm pretty human, and I like to lay out everything and know what I'm going to do ahead of time. But today I'm just kind of like not really sure which direction to go in. But boy, I just feel the spirit of, I'm comfortable. I'm not nervous about it. But I want to preach about, especially since gifts are being given and gifts are being received. And I, by the way, I hope that you did get something good this year and maybe what you wanted or close to what you wanted and hope you're not disappointed and hope everything's good. But but I want to talk about the greatest gift of all. And I love these Old Testament passages where the prophet was moved upon this, what the scripture said. I like the scripture to give the answers. The, the Bible says that holy men of God spake as they were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. And they began to write, and I, uh, you know, and I've always felt like, in my own way, in my own mind, that these men, hundreds of years before Christ ever came, there was no way they could have actually known why and what they were writing about. But they just followed the Spirit. They penned these, these tremendous thoughts and sayings that we read today. But Isaiah did that in Isaiah 9 and chapter 9 and uh, verses 6 and 7. Let me read that to you, and then we'll just talk about it just for a little bit. And this is, everyone understands that this is the prophet prophesying about the coming Messiah. Everybody understands that. But I love how, you know, the titles he gave him and the, the names he called him. Here we go. For unto us, to, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Trinitarians now have a problem when it gets to this scripture right here. Have a real problem getting on. They really have to revert back to that. Well, God didn't make our finite minds, you know, strong enough and powerful enough to understand this. So we just take it by faith. You know, that's a tradition I mean, watch what he called him here. He called him not only wonderful counselor, but he called him the mighty God. Not a second person, not a junior. I'm just getting my, I wouldn't scold anybody and I wouldn't take advantage of this congregation because you're welcome to believe whatever you want. I'm just, but I got the mic and I'll just tell you what I believe, all right? All right, and amen, amen. I, that, that stumps me right here when it comes to a second person 
in a Godhead situation. No, no, no. He didn't never. He never said. Never mentioned that. The mighty God. This is who is. This is this child he's talking about. That's the subject. The mighty God. You remember Isaiah went on and said about this mighty God. He said, "I created all this by myself." He said, "There's no God formed before me, and there'll be no God formed after me." And I know that we put Jesus beside the Lord. He's the little God, you know. No, no. He said, "There's no God beside me." He he was monotonous with it about him being the only God. In fact, the the first commandment for the Israelites. That's why Jews are really hard to convince to be converted over to Christianity because they were taught at a very, and still are taught at a very young age, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord and him only shalt thou serve. Throughout the New Test, throughout the Old Testament, the way you could tell the difference in the heathens and the, Jew, and the Jews are the one true people. Amen. They, they, when it referred to the heathens, they would always make a plural, gods. All right? But the Israelites always believed there was one singular God all by himself. Hallelujah. That's why on over in the New Testament, Jesus kept praying to the Father. There had to be another God. No, no, here's what you have to think of. Let me just do a little lesson right here. I didn't intend to do this. Now I know why I didn't write it all down, all right? Amen. Amen. Little lesson. When you think of the Father, here's what you have to think of. Spirit. Not a person. Somebody said, well, he's a person. The Bible never said he's a person. The Bible said God is a spirit. No man hath seen God at any time. God showed up in a pillar of fire. He showed up in a cloud. Amen. He showed up in an angel's body. Hey, why? Because he doesn't have a body. No, there's not, a, there's not an older God with a long white beard and a long white robe sitting on a throne up there. He's not there, folks, because he's a spirit. That's why when Philip said, Jesus, we keep hearing you talk about the Father, how long will it be before you show us the Father? Jesus said, Philip, have I been so long time with you and you don't know me? When you see me, you see the Father. That's who Jesus is. It's his birthday. That's what we're celebrating today. I'm glad that I got a revelation. Amen. Amen. Jesus said in John, in the last part of the book of John, just before he was crucified, he said, I'm with you now. But he didn't say, I'm going to send a third person to me. No, no. I'm with you now, but I shall be in you. That's what the Holy Ghost is. It's the spirit of Jesus. It's the same spirit of the Father. I'm glad I know that. Hallelujah. Amen. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. Oh, he even called this little baby the everlasting father. We got, it's all twisted up now. We got a problem with the word of the Lord here. We have to do something about that. Everlasting father and the prince of peace. Verse seven, of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David upon, the, upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Hallelujah. Wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father. They didn't say a everlasting. He said the everlasting father and the prince of peace. Look around, smile at somebody and tell them Merry Christmas. Amen. I'm just going to keep you just a little while here. Hallelujah. Bless you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Bless you, and you may be seated. Hallelujah. I don't think Sister Sue Philippiak's mom and dad got on the list. Amen. Good to see y'all here. Amen. Hallelujah. It may be a few others. Amen. And I see Jason's wife, Jessica, here. Jessica, it's good to see you. Amen. Maybe a few others. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. We wouldn't intentionally miss anybody. We're just glad you're here to be with us. Praise God. Amen. Listen, talk about the wonderful counselor and the mighty God, the wonder. Amen. There, there is wonder in his name. There's more than that. There's wisdom in his name. There's wealth in his name. There's worship in his name. We get a revelation of who he is. You don't have to worry about praying to this in a while and praying to that in a while and make sure you're not gonna hurt anybody's feelings. Make sure we get over this one a while. You know, David Smith told about the guy, the guy that fired him. No, he quit. David Smith, y'all know David, most of you do. And uh, he, he was a super salesman. I mean, literally super salesperson. And he could sell anything, but he was a part salesman. He would drive all over the city and he sold auto parts and made very well about this. But he quit a guy one time and the guy began to curse him and swear at him. And, and uh, of course, it'd take David to really tell the story to get the funny out of it. But there was one part that I do remember. He said, no, I'm quitting. The guy said, you can't quit. You can't leave me. He said, I am, I'm quitting. <laughs> I've already quit. You know, the, the guy wasn't treating him right or whatever, whether the disagreement was. And so the guy followed him out to his car and he got in his car and the guy got on his front of his car and didn't want him to drive. But knowing David was some sort of Christian, the guy cursed David, he cursed God the Father, he cursed the Son, and he said, whoever that other one is up there, you know, and he cursed that one. You know, weird, it's, it's, just, it's just weird. <laughs> people, are, people got problems. Listen, when you curse Jesus, you just curse the Father. <laughs> you curse the Father, you just curse Jesus. And you curse the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because there's only one Spirit. Hallelujah. And it's here today. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is all right here. Amen. Hallelujah. Call him wonderful. He is the counselor. Amen. He gives what human counselors just can't seem to get across. and They're good. We have a family counselor here that's just wonderful and helps people and helps families. But you can go beyond that with this counselor. Amen. He's the great counselor. Hallelujah. Call him counselor. He is the, and I already talked about this, but I'm going to talk about it just a little bit more. He is not only mighty God, but the scripture said he's the mighty God. There's a difference. There's a difference. He is the mighty God. Amen. He has all power in heaven and in earth. Amen. He is no less than the almighty God. He is not partially God. Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead. Read Colossians 2.9. He is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. What that means is, amen, when you see Jesus, you see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just call him the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. Told Philip, when you see me, you see the Father. 
Amen. He told the Pharisees before Abraham was, you know, when they were, they just had a problem with him. He, you know, the biggest problem with the church is it's not the sinners and the cussers and the liars and the, and the thieves and the drug. That's not, that's not the problem. It's the same problem it's always been. You know who gave Jesus the problem? The religious people. They already got set in their way and learned how it's supposed to be and this is how it is. We're not even going to let God mess us up. We got this thing all down and everything's comfortable. And I've always told people, I say, you know what? God will mess you up. He will challenge you. He will stand in your way. And I, I started to preach it earlier today. Listen, we don't think you've really done anything. Personally, I don't think you've done anything till your lifestyle has been changed. You get enough God in you and enough convictions in you and enough love for the power of the Lord, you're not gonna settle for some lukewarm, just little two-goosebump religion. You won't, it'll upset things. You'll start getting convictions over things. I don't think I have to nail everything down and, you know, name the standards and all the th- stuff you can do and all the things you can't do. I don't think I have to do all that for you. I feel like that if we pray and we worship right and we keep believing and the word keeps coming forth, amen, the spirit of the Lord's gonna move on you. You don't have to have the preacher pointing his finger. Listen, I've never been a policeman. I'm not gonna go to your house and check on you and see if you're doing right, amen, and get on to you. That's not my job. My job is just to put the mail in the box, hallelujah, and let the spirit of the Lord work, and he will, and you'll get your own little spirit of convictions, and there'll be places, amen, that used to go, and you'll say, you know what, I just can't go there anymore. Why? I don't know. It's just I just can't feel right. There'll be things I used to do, I just can't do it anymore. Why? You know, it's just the spirit of the, I don't feel right about it. That's called the spirit of the, that's why we preach constantly. And we're a little hard-headed about it too. Don't quit till you get filled up, amen, with God's spirit. Don't quit till you get your book of Acts experience. Just like they got it on the day of Pentecost, amen. And I love after he told them what to do, when they asked the question, what shall we do? And he told them in verse 38 of chapter two of Acts, I love that 39th verse. And the promise is unto you and to your children and all that are, in other words, it wasn't just like a one day experience. In other words, the next generation and the next generation, amen, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He is the everlasting father, amen. So let's just remember that when we were praying. Call him everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. I mean, what kind of peace do you need? Call him, amen, Prince of Peace. Sorry, I get a little emotional. Hallelujah. But it's not complicated. It just all boils down to, you know, falling in love with Jesus. Being submitted to him. That's what the cross is about. Nobody wants to die. No, nobody does. But that's what the cross, that's what repentance is about. You know, Jesus said, unless ye repent, some of y'all like what Jesus said better. It all is the same. Because Jesus didn't write any of it, by the way. The only thing Jesus wrote was on the ground in the sand and the first rain that come along blew that and washed that away. You have to trust what Peter and James and John and Paul, you have to trust what, you can't say, oh, I'd rather take what Jesus said. He didn't write it. <laughs> that's why we like those Bibles with the real, oh, let's read what Jesus said. Well, Luke or Peter 
or, or you know, one of those guys wrote that, or John. So if they're gonna mess up, they could have messed up on the red writing. I like the red too, but just knowing it was Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I, let me read the story. Let me read the story. Luke 1, verse 26 through 31. Just so you'll get this. Maybe you hadn't read it or heard it lately. Amen. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, here it is right here for some of y'all, fear not, that's God. That's the spirit of the Lord. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. What, what, what is this? Did I read somewhere in the Bible that God is love? We're, we're talking about the greatest gift. I, I, I wasn't gonna do this, but I think I am. I'm gonna read this 13th chapter uh, of the book of 1 Corinthians. It is... Um, I was just going to use that last verse, the 13th verse, but let me do this. Let me tell you what love. It's why we preach this, and it's why the scripture has it in here, because it will change something about it. You know, people can just get religion and just go on and be who they are and what they are and never phase them. That's, that's why I'm, I'm very skeptical of just to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in other words, here's how I say it. Some people preach, you just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you very seldom ever have to think about it anymore. It's done. All right? That's how people look at that. They go on with their life. And so I'm, I'm, I'm not for that. That's just really, really close to false doctrine right there. All right? And so we'll talk about that later if anybody wants to have a discussion about it. Watch this. If Jesus, if God is love, and Jesus is God, and God's Jesus, you see Jesus, you see God, and God's love. Look, watch this. Though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels. This is Paul writing, amen, to the Corinthian church. And he not only talks about love, but he talks about what love does to you. This is the change we were talking about, amen. And have not charity. King James uses charity, but charity just simply means love, amen. I am become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. I'm glad you talk in tongues. I'm glad you shout. I'm glad you do all of that stuff. All that's biblical, all right? But, uh, but if you don't have love, all of that means nothing. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Boy, that's now that's plain, straight out, hard line teaching right there. Here's what charity does. Remember, <clears throat> that's love. Here's what it does. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. We, we could just stop right there. I'm not, I wouldn't dare name anybody or anything, because nobody hears that way, but... <laughs> But but people, you know, just you know, it's people are ugly, and they're ugly, mean spirited. You don't have to go far to find them, and come to find out they're Christians. I'm kind of like Dwayne now, big guy that we won to God many many years ago. Nobody would mess with him too much because he was a professional boxer and a wrestler and a, and just all around tough. 
so he could get by with these things. He was a pipe fitter, and he was down in Mrs. down in uh, South Louisiana doing a working at a power plant. And they were they he had a bunch of guys around him, and the guy kept swearing and cursing. Well, the guy came out of the, I want him out of the Baptist church, and so well, he could speak freely. He knew about all these religions, and he studied hard. But I remember the guy kept cursing, and Dwayne said, "I, I said you a Baptist, ain't you?" The guy said, yeah, how do you know? He said, I've been hearing you testify all morning. (laughs) Listen, we're known by the fruits that we bear, folks. Not by what we say that we are and what we say we believe. No, the fruits that we bear. And this is one of them right here. Listen, charity is is kind. Amen. Amen. Envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. You know, people are talking tongues on Sunday and be mad at everybody and moody. What about that? You need to talk in tongues a little more, maybe. Stayed in the altar a little longer because we need to get past just speaking in tongues or shouting or weeping or whatever you do. You, it, 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 listen, love is not moody. You know, people that can't do, like little kids that don't get their way. I'm preaching to us a little bit right now. Don't worry. I'm going to get off of this in a minute. This is down where the rubber meets the road, y'all. Grown-ups just sulling up and sulking and acting like a baby. Love doesn't do that. That's the fruit showing up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. It just continues on with that. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Could we not have a thin skin? Easily provoked. You know, you'll offend people. They'll get offended. Goodness. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth. I'm taking too long here. Amen. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never fails. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. All of that that we're depending on, amen, it's gonna end. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, when that that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also I am known. Now, I'm gonna close with this verse right here and then I'm gonna read you a poem. Amen. And now abideth faith, hope, and charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. Listen, you talk about a life-changing thing that would happen to you. If we could pray to the point where we got filled up with God's love. How do you do that? Just get filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You wouldn't be like the lady that I really didn't mean anything, but my kids tell me I come across really sharp and strong. I don't mean to be that way. I can just, they think I'm angry and, and it's been years. They, they think I'm mad. I said, no, I'm just telling you. <laughs> well, there's a lady that used to be in our church. <laughs> Maybe I was mean to her. I didn't realize it. I didn't intend to. But I said, well, you need to, you need to pray about that. And she's just reared up. She said, I have you know I do pray. She gave herself away right there. Well, obviously she hadn't prayed enough because when you pray enough, then you love everybody. 
Amen. Amen. You're you, you're just you're just a different type of an is that is that true or what? I know that I'm. This is not a masterpiece message here. Amen. But it's some truth mixed in that. I want to affect somebody. Listen, I want to shout at church. And some of y'all think we're a little loud here. Listen, we I, we may get louder. And we're not going to stop that. But that is not going to make us love our neighbor and our neighbor love us and respect us and honor. Listen, our everyday life, when we go to work, you know, and we're at the house and our kids see us and our grandkids see us, that's what's going to win people. It's the life that we live. It's the lifestyle. So get enough of that here, if you have to, to, to meet the world out there because they're checking our fruit every day. And somebody shout amen. Amen. This is a Christmas for old, old timey. It may be just, just corny to some of you, but it, it touched my heart. Amen. This is a, this is a, a, a poem written by Helen Steiner Rice. And of course, it's been done by so many people. But I want to just give this to you. I'm going to read it. Amen. It happened one day near December's end. Two neighbors called on an old time friend, and they found his shop so meager and mean, made gay with a thousand boughs of green. And Conrad was sitting with face ashine when he suddenly stopped as he stitched a twine. And he said, old friend, at dawn today when the cock was crowing the night away, the Lord appeared in a dream to me and said, I'm coming your guest to be. So I've been busy with feet astir, stewing, strewing my shop with branches of fir. The table is spread and the kettle is shined and over the rafters the holly is twined. And now I will wait for my Lord to appear and listen closely so I will hear his steps as he nears my humble place and I open the door and look on his face. So his friends went home and left Conrad alone for this was the happiest day he had known. For long since his family had passed away and Conrad had spent many a sad Christmas day. But he knew with the Lord as his Christmas guest, this Christmas would be the dearest and best. So he listened with only joy in his heart and with every sound he would rise with a start. And look for the Lord to be at his door like the vision he had had a few hours before. So he ran to the window after hearing a sound, but all that he could see on the snow-covered ground was a shabby beggar whose shoes were torn and all his clothes were ragged and worn. But Conrad was touched and went to the door and said, your feet must be frozen sore. I have some shoes in my shop for you and a coat that will keep you warmer too. So with grateful heart, the man went away, but Conrad noticed the time of day, wondered what made the Lord so late and how much longer he'd have to wait. When he heard a knock and ran to the door, but it was only a stranger once more, a bent old lady with a straw of black with a, with a bundle of kindled, kindling on her back. She asked for only a place to rest, but that was reserved for Conrad's greatest guest. But her voice seemed to plead, don't send me away. So Conrad brewed her a steaming cup and told her to sit at the table and sup. But after she left, he was filled with dismay and he saw, for he saw the hours were slipping away and the Lord had not come as he said he would and Conrad felt sure he had misunderstood. When out of the stillness he heard a cry, please help me, tell me where am I? So again he opened his friendly door and stood disappointed as twice before. It was only a child who had wandered away and was lost from her family on Christmas Day. Again, Conrad's heart was heavy and sad, but he knew he should make the little girl glad. 
So he called her in and wiped her tears and quieted all her childish fears. Then he led her back to her home once more. But as he entered his own darkened door, he knew that the Lord was not coming today for the hours of Christmas had passed away. So he went to his room and knelt down to pray. And he asked, and he said, Dear Lord, why did you delay? What kept you from coming to call on me today? For I wanted so much your face to see. When soft in the silence, a voice he heard, Lift up your head, for I kept my word. Three times my shadow crossed your floor. Three times I came to your lowly door, for I was the beggar. Why don't we stand together right now? Some music's coming right here. I was the beggar with bruised, cold feet. I was the woman you gave something to eat. I was the child on the homeless street. Three times I knocked and three times I came in. And each time I found the warmth of a friend. Of all the gifts, love is the best. I was honored to be your Christmas guest. Come on, let's just give him a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, let's just praise him. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 So look out. Jesus may be coming to your house. You don't know. Amen. I remember years ago, our general superintendent. Amen, Brother Nathaniel Urshan. I remember the story he told. I was well, I was just a, just a very young person at that time, but the church in Indianapolis was so large and so big, and you know, it was just we were from, brought up in a little country church down in Louisiana. But he told that story, and it never left me. You know, the Bible talked about you know angels visiting us unaware, or us coming in contact with angels and we not knowing that it's an angel. But the urchin came out of his church and the big the old church with the big steps, way, way down, broad steps. And there was a little old man, little old man sitting on the steps in the middle of the day and he had some place to go and and so he uh the man asked for a ride and he said, Yes, hop in and I'll just take you and he was going kinda of in that direction and the little old man sat there but he realized such wisdom coming from the little old fella, homeless guy. Just words. He said, that just doesn't feel right. Doesn't sound right. Come, but he, but but he went on. But he, but but the guy in the middle of a traffic circle said, "I'll get out right here, sir." Brother Urshan come to a stop, and it's weird to get out here. But he let him out. And the little old fellow with the old ragged coat, he let him out. But he says as soon as he let him out, he realized that it was somebody special. So he sped around the traffic circle to see if I, I want to see this guy. I realized there's something about this. I need, and when he got around, there was nobody there. And so the Urshan felt like God sent an angel unaware. So we got to be careful. You know, we're looking for this great experience. I mean, some people love General Conference. I can't wait to get away from General Conference. I go there every year, but it's, it's not very personal. I don't mean to, it's, I, I've been in the organization so many years, I could talk about it if I want. 
you know, preaching's good, but it's such a distance, you know, you know, I could do whatever I wanted to, you know. I, I could be so far back, I'm outside of church, really, even though I'm in church. Amen. But, but, but there's some personal things God wants to do for us. I feel like he wants to do that today. I said it the other night. Let's not let tradition box God up and, and get on this, this thing of like, well, God don't do this anymore and he can't do it. Listen, God can do anything he wants to do. Remember, he's the almighty God. He's the everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. He's the same, let me tell you what, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you know what that means to us? Maybe you hadn't thought about that. If God ever healed anybody, he could still do it because he's the same. Hallelujah. That's how, that's how this works. If God ever blessed anybody, if God ever touched anybody's spirit and mind, he ever did it, he can still do it because he's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. That's why we keep preaching what we preach. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now. I'm feeling it going a little bit beyond the Merry Christmas. Amen. But let's, let's sing a song. Amen. And we're going to be getting out of here pretty quick. But the altar is open like it always is. And if you'd like to bring your family down, invite a friend down. We're just going to come. And what a way to celebrate. Amen. What a way to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How he loves us so. If you're a guest, come on and join with us. He loves us. Oh, he loves us so. Oh, yes, he does. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us so. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. I am the tree. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden. I am aware
Hallelujah. Does anybody know that Jesus loves you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Sometimes we just got to take it back to Sunday school. And it goes like this. Hallelujah. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. We are so weak, but he is strong. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. We are so weak, but he is strong. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves. Yeah, he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves. Oh, how he loves us. So, oh, how he loves us, how he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us, how he loves us so. God, did I butcher up a message today or what? Did I butcher that? Hallelujah. Bless. <laughs> well, the Spirit of the Lord is here, and I, it, it's, just, it's my out, you know, when I'm like, well, I, I, my intentions were good. <laughs> Didn't mean to hurt anybody. Hope everybody's all right. Amen. Well, listen, we're going to get out of here. They're getting up a song right now. Amen. And let you loose. Oh, hallelujah. That's my kind. Yeah, we may not leave. We may just want to stay a while longer. Amen. If you're a guest, we're so glad you came. Listen, we love you. We'd like to see you come back. Well, we-
Amen. Hey, this is a true song right here. Came to my rescue. You don't need nobody oh, but Jesus. You nobody but you, Lord. Amen. I'm going to oh, let you consider yourself you. dismissed, but we're going to sing a little oh, bit. Oh, yes, sing nobody, nobody but, but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Nobody but you. It was nobody, nobody but, but you, Lord. Oh, nobody but you. Yeah, when, when I, I was in trouble, trouble you came to my rescue. Lord, it was nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Oh, yes, sing. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Well, nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Yeah, when I was in trouble, you came to my rescue. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Shake hands. Be friendly. Don't forget next week, communion service. Communion service right here. We're going to have a great time. Amen. Dismissed.